We've only got eight seconds so far. I am at 14 seconds, Mark. Uh, well, now it's, now it's 17. Who's Mark? Well, now it's 19 seconds. Mark doesn't matter. It's, you're really going to hurt Mark's feelings like that. Put, put, your, put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we don't. We're not. Okay, you know what? You can keep your hand up. You can have a silent, respectful moment for Mark, but I'm not talking about Mark anymore. Screw that guy. <laughs> what the fuck's going on down there? Happy Canadian Thanksgiving, me, because anyone listening to this is hearing it well after Canadian Thanksgiving, but that's what the day is today. Today is uh, on recording time, October 9th, 2017. Uh, I'm Chris Vangelis, and that's Aaron Aaron. Hi. And uh, over there is TJ TJ. Hello. Uh, Guys, we're on the tail end of New York Comic Con. We've got all these reveals, and uh, I'm also back from TFCon DC, and I'm no longer as sick as I was when I recorded with Seth. So uh, I can actually maintain a conversation, and you probably won't hear the gradual deterioration of my throat. So I have an important TFCon DC question for you. Let's, let's shoot. Go for it. How, how rough was it trying to do things without me there guiding you around by the nose to get from place to place? So the venue was very compact, which okay. meant that it was actually it was not a walk to get from one spot to another. Okay. Uh, it was like a very short distance between the dealer room and the panel room and an equally short distance between the panel room and the elevator up to my own room. Okay. So it was actually impossible to get sidelined for very long unless I walked through the lobby. Um, but even then, I mostly got sidelined because Joe Ichabod brought me uh, food before the first podcast panel. Okay. He brought me a, a little pack of apple slices, cheese, and pretzels. And All so right. I stood, I stood in the lobby and ate that. Uh, and that maybe made me not late, but it made me certainly not early for the first panel. Uh, my main problem is that I have I have now hit that wall where it's like I really don't even want to bother trying to record a panel with a DSLR because I, I simply don't want to I don't want to deal with the part where I don't remember to get up 30 minutes in and go push a button again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to start uh, actually um, the AV team Evan guy. The AT, the AV team Evan guy. That's a weird way to refer to him, but Evan yeah. uh, had uh, he brought little camcorder with him um, because he wasn't sure what what gear they'd have in this this facility, and uh, that little camcorder he said ran, ran him like two hundred three hundred Canadian if I recall correctly, and he just had it for for recording panels. And I think next year I may just try to track one of those down. In, in Toronto seems like a city where that's doable, just to get a panel recording camcorder because mm-hmm. uh, I like my DSLR. But it is bad to have a DSLR if you want to record panels, especially if you're on them. Um, so it, it all it all ran fine. The the only things that go, that went missing, I think, were uh, no one on the panel recorded with video. The panel on Sunday, the podcast panel. Uh, there's recording out there that I, I saw in the transmissions Discord. Um, but it, I think it went all right. It was okay. I, I mentioned this before. It was that that this TFCon DC show had real good vibes. I felt like just a very strong positive energy it, it felt like a lot of people uh some, someone on the podcast panel mentioned this it was it was probably at least in part because there's no botcon this year uh and this ended up becoming botcon for a lot of people and it, it, it just felt really good it was a it was a very good show an excellent venue good um that's actually our first topic is a tfcon dc debrief uh where i just wanted to i wanted to 
answer any questions you guys might have had like that one. Um, also, to, just to tell Aaron that I heard the Aerospace Museum was great. You should have gone. I was busy. But I saw lots of pictures, and so it's like I went. I'm just shaking my head at you. Uh, yeah, the, the Ian, my, my, my upstairs Ian, uh, went on, uh, on Sunday. He spent most of the day there with, uh, David Fake Eyes from Twitter. You know why? Because and, they're uh, good people. They, they are good people. Uh, I had a, others. I had a prestigious panel to engage with that morning. I don't know. So I was, uh, I was working, I was working. I was being a professional. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sure you were. I, I'm, I'm sure you were. I, I, I did also mm-hmm. notice, th- thanks to Ian, that uh, the SR-71 machine robo toy was completely sold out on that show floor. No one could find one. And he, he was pretty bummed out about that. Apparently, there are tons of little SR-71s at the Aerospace Museum gift shop. Oh, and uh, Joe Ichabod put some little skeletons on a spacesuit at the Aerospace Museum and took some photos. Um... But yeah, the uh, the event was fine. I, I did want to TJ. I wanted to I wanted to follow up on our conversation about Galaxy Meteor a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he he was uh, he was there at the show. I bought one. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty good toy. And uh, at the third party panel, uh, if we go to the slides, starting with slide number three hundred and forty two, they showed some more Galaxy Force stuff they'd like to do. Did you get a look at that? Oh yes. Oh yes. So they're they're doing they're doing G one seeker repaints of Galaxy Meteor for one, which is oddly that's actually not very Galaxy Force relevant, if I remember correctly. Oh, not at all. Um, there was no Skywarp and Thundercracker was a completely different model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know they they're the obvious repaints, but also unfortunately are also like fully well you know what they're fully original <laughs> in their predictability. Uh, but they also showed a Galaxy Manus, that being a straight-up Galaxy Convoy, and a Lord Despatron, that being, and I hope this thing comes to exist, a third-party high-end masterpiece-style Galaxy Force Megatron. Master Megatron. I'm going to love this company if this works. If they can get this thing made, like Galaxy Convoy, no disrespect meant to him. It's just like I never thought anyone would want to say anything about Cybertron Megatron again, and I love that design. Like, like that design, just unhampered by the spring-loaded packages on his arms, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that design, doing a high-end, like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollar transformation into the Batmobile. Like, I'm, uh, I'm really into that. TJ, did you? How did you feel when you saw Lord Despotron in the slides? <laughs> that. That took me back. Like that's again, like I, I never expected anyone to revisit Cybertron designs in any way, shape, or form. And now it's like, oh, those two toys that were like super good back in the day. Yeah, you're gonna get better ones. I'm down for like some people were saying, oh, why why redo two toys that that aged really well? It's like because they're they're still 11 years old. Yeah, right. the thing is, like that's. You know, the thing about Cybertron and I think Energon, too, was the toys were lit- like the the animation was literally modeled after the toys, like right down to the screw holes being visible. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you couldn't really argue that they were inaccurate. You know, for the longest time, they were the most accurate toys we could ever have gotten. Yeah. It's just in this case, it's it's getting some of the clunk out. And if, if they're anything like Galaxy Meteor, it's also going to be they're going to pack in all the articulation that wasn't there originally. 
even though those two toys originally are, you know, very adequately posable, like they got all the base. Uh, make toys like going by Galaxy Meteor. Like they gave Gal they gave Galaxy Force Starscream an ab crunch waist joint that works. Uh, and, and I find that fascinating. Um, Aaron, did you uh, did you uh, take a look at the uh, the Galaxy dudes? I did. Um, it's I I think that the uh, the repaints. Hey, they're easy things to do. Um, and everybody's going to buy Seekers like this. I won't say mm. everybody. It's an easy sell for Seekers like this. A lot of people are uh, silly and will buy it because even though it's the exact same thing, it's a, it's a different color. Wait for what we got this week. And uh, sure. seeing um, the the Cybertron redos, at, yeah, it's definitely a case where I'm I'm glad to see that it's not just another G1 thing being done in third party. Yeah. In a slightly different format, um, you know, going off, going down that that line, I think is is going to at least get them out of the thing that I always sit there and shake my head at of everybody doing exactly the same thing within a six month time span. Mm-hmm. And I just think like taking those designs and and like I'll be surprised if this isn't the case to take those designs and just pack in high end articulation mm-hmm. uh, is is like it's the thing to do, you know. Also yeah, to, because to do... I think a lot of stuff could be done with that Cybertron Prime that were, was just limitations because it was what a forty dollar toy. Yeah, and yeah. even the even the even, the even hybrid, a good forty dollar toy back in the day. The the hybrid version of that Galaxy Prime, the small one, if I recall correctly, it added a few things to like the the limbs because mm-hmm. it was a you know a more expensive compact version. Um. So yeah, also Cybertron Megatron to to have that figure done where the sharp parts are actually sharp is sort of exciting to me too. <laughs> uh, you know, no disrespect to, to PVC, which I love. It's just that uh, it would be cool to have a version of that guy who also I don't have to worry about you know having to rebend stuff into position if I put him into a, into a box and, the wrong way. And worst case scenario, you can stab someone trying to get in your apartment. Oh, those shoulders! Just ram those into somebody's eyeball. <laughs> uh, also, these two being done obviously raises the question of they're doing the two guys who had one of the most disappointing Cybertron toys combine onto them as a giant arm. What if these do well enough that they could do a high-end version of Leo Breaker who actually has a giant hand come out of his, his arm mode? Like, that would be amazing. Uh, I even mm-hmm. saw a great a great um, suggestion put up of make the connector on the arms the same as on the 06 toys. So if someone is happy with their leader versions and yeah. if they do end up doing a high-end third-party Leo Breaker, you could just plug it onto the originals. Uh, I should also mention, um, this is hearsay, but my understanding is Make Toys is only interested in Galaxy Force. Uh, some people started pitching ideas at them from Armada and Energon, and it sounds like Make Toys they, is like... And they were just like, no, those shows sucked. They, they went on my rant about, about uh, Superlink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it sounds like the folks working on this just have a very specific passion for Galaxy Force, not the that's whole cool. Unicron trilogy. I which, respect that. Yeah, I, I think that that's I think it's good to and maybe I misheard this, but if they did close off that avenue of discussion immediately, I think that's all the better. It's mm-hmm. like it's like just lay it out there. Look, we just are interested in Galaxy Force, which means we're just interested in this one palette of characters for this thing. Right. Right. Uh, or if nothing the, else, it just means like, look, we're going to focus on this. Those other things are on our like in three or four years when we run out of everything. 
that's the thing is galaxy force if you're going to focus on one show from that trilogy mm-hmm. galaxy force oh, has a one. bit of everything like yeah. we've talked about that oh, before yeah. um and and I, I don't expect that as much as i'm happy about this i don't have the optimism that it would sell well enough for them to do the entire run of designs from galaxy force but there are several of those designs that are quite beloved and also this is our finally maybe finally someone will do signal lancer <laughs> Don't do that to me. No, I did this at the I've Sunday podcast roundtable. I'm doing got, it here. I've already got my hopes up that this Sky Crow, the Sky Warp colors, actually gets released. Like, hey, you know what? This is we have cracked open the sealed door that was the Signal Lancer third party sealed door. <laughs> Once again, you know, after it felt like everyone was saying, "Listen, we just don't think it'll sell" because they're all insane. Finally, that door is cracked open a little bit one more time. Uh, anyway. I, that's all I really wanted to talk about from the third-party slides with you guys. Was there anything you guys saw that you'd like to bring up? Um, well, I mentioned the, uh, what was it, Vortex? The Zeta Toys Vortex. The Zeta Toys Vortex, whatever the heck its fake name is that Whirly, took me way Whirly too long. Blade. Like, yeah, that what you said? Blade. Whirly Blade? Whirlblade? Oh. Whirlblade? Okay. Um, and that's just because that is very directly a CH-53E, which is one of the helicopters I help maintain. And Did you order it? I did not, because as we said, every place it was either way too much shipping or way too much up front. So Yeah. Keep your eyes I'll open. I'll sit there and watch it, or hey, if somebody didn't like theirs, you know. Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron's got his eyes open for a Sikorsky. FYI. Yep. Um, TJ, I'm not sure if there was anything that on this set of slides that could possibly have connected with you more than those Galaxy Force designs. Well, you are right in that. that that's... <laughs> I've said it many times on the podcast, like the Skywarp colored Galaxy Force Starscream. That's my one dream toy. I might get it. I'm happy. There were a few other things. Like I will admit, I don't really, since I don't follow third party, most of what I initially saw was stuff going, hey, look at how bad this one came out. I'm like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Someone pointed to, well, someone pointed me to like uh, someone's doing a third party Rapido. Oh yeah, that so that oh, yeah. that is uh, there's a story behind that one that I believe they shared is that that was going to be a fans project or that was that was shown by fans project in art like three years ago, and apparently that project moved far enough to get a great prototype, and then Moss Toys said, "Hey, can we buy all the resources for that figure and work on it ourselves?" Uh, and that's what they're getting up to. Mm. At the hmm. So here's the thing is I, I've looked at the photographs of this. I looked at this thing in person uh, in profile. It looked a lot better in profile than it did in the photos because in the photos that hood looks enormous and in person it did not. So I'm not I, I, I wish I'd gotten a better look at it and like and like turned it over a yeah, few times. Cause the hood looks enormous. The, ar- the arms and legs look really scrawny for its size. Like I could deal with that if you know, like I could deal with that if the chest was there. What got me were how weird the legs are designed. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the it's so weird because when I looked at the thing, we, we filmed the thing with it on a table basically, and I was to its left. To its left, like the thin limbs worked for the overall skeleton. And then when I saw these photos, I was just really confused. I was I, I wish I had gotten a better look at it because it looks so different in these robot mode shots than what I saw. Uh, and I didn't even look at it in the case because I'd seen it at that, you know, on the table in front of me. So I was like, oh, whatever. I've seen him. I'll wait till he's in color. Um, even even the leg design with like those looked like feet when I looked at it. Uh, it might have helped that it wasn't like a, a gray prototype on a white background. 
but yeah, like these photos are strangely unflattering, <laughs> considering what I was looking at. Um, granted, when I looked at it, I even didn't know it was Rapido because I couldn't see the head. Uh, and I even I even said during whatever we filmed, I'm not sure if it'll make it into the final cut. I said, man, I sure would love it if they did a Rapido and Spencer from Moss Toys gave me the best look in the world, <laughs> which was like, <laughs> like, buddy, this is Rapido. And I was like, well, I, I, basically, I couldn't see the head, so I had no idea. <laughs> uh, like, oh, Chris had a stroke. That's great. I mean, yes, but <laughs> that's irrelevant. Was there anything else that uh, that pinged your radar? Um, not especially, um, someone's doing Masterpiece Cups. I know that's been out for, a, or, uh, known for a while, but that was my first time. Oh uh, yeah, the, the Fans Toys one is the first time I saw it in person. That thing, that thing also looks way better in person than in photos. Really? Because the photos look really, really good. Um, do you have a photo, was it photo number 314? Yes. Yeah, so you see how in the photos you can completely see the seam down the front of his chest? Yeah. Uh, it's because fans toys do this lighting where everything's really harsh contrast with dark shadows. The one that was standing in the case, that seam, it was there, but it was way less visible in just natural okay. light. And uh, I didn't I didn't really notice until uh, Hard Return Ian pointed it out to me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it's I mean, certainly that seam is there. Uh, and I think that seam is a byproduct of what looks like an interesting piece of transformation. But uh, yeah, that, that's a, it's a good looking cup. Yeah. Like right now, it seems like Hasbro and Takara are kind of struggling to come up with a cup that has the elements of, uh, you, know, you know, the elements of the G1 character that still look good in the vehicle mode. Yeah. So I, I like seeing that someone figured it out. Yeah, cup cup and hot rod seem like very difficult designs to translate for whatever reason. Well, we, we do give them credit because the designs were made first and then they had to make the toys afterwards like just fig absolutely figure yeah. it out and like good luck like I, i'm just happy on cup that like they went for a compression on the windshield uh because i think that having a solid windshield is what makes a lot of cup toys like they look fine but you know the generations cup figure it's a great cup but he also looks very tough you know mm -hmm. he doesn't look at he looks like a like an old guy who also works out at the gym all the time uh I'm still kind of waiting for a hot rod that ticks my boxes, right? Like I like, I like the current masterpiece hot rod as a toy uh, and from, you know, the correct angles, but I'm still waiting for one that, that hits me the right way. Um, anything else? Uh, or shall we bump along? I'm good. Alrighty. Um, of course, you know, listeners, my apologies if we're not like going through slide by slide, but I really wanted to focus our time on the New York comic con reveals. Uh, because also those are more affordable for everybody. Hey, so uh, holy crap, way more stuff got shown off at New York Comic Con than I expected. Did either of you guys expect this much at New York Comic Con? I'm not, not sure I expected anything. Not yeah, really, yeah. because like Hascon was like our last show. Yeah. Yeah. And at Hascon, the terror cons looked like they certainly were not ready for this level yeah. of it, nor did <laughs> nor did the Volcana or the combined Grimlock uh, or combined yeah. Dinobots. I mean, with what we saw at that at the last time was like, man, this thing is like, hey, hey, look, this thing barely made it here, and to be two weeks later, and that's production. the The swirls yeah. in the gray are that is injected plastic. That is not like, hey, we just painted it really well. Like I, I bet that the timeline was something like they were able to get a production Volcanicus done like two days after Hascon or something. Yeah. 
They were screaming to have it at Hascon, and then it didn't happen, so they're like, oh, crap, we got the gray one. Well, are you guys seeing anything new in Volcanicus that's hitting you? Because the main thing for me that I'm seeing is now that he's in production colors, uh, I can't imagine him without those extra hands attached to his flanks. Like, those seem extremely necessary. I got to loop back to those pictures. Um, What are you saying, the hands attached to the flanks? The the ones that are bulking out his uh, the sides of his torso. Oh yeah, his like those big black chunks. Yeah, because you, you can you can remove those and plug them on as heel extensions as well. But I can't imagine this toy without that those would make things him in there. Stupid spindly. Yeah, um, I I think that my main worry about this guy is those those wide shoulders um, could potentially really mess with his balance. Yeah, I think that's still going to give some like leverage issues. Since they're yeah. so far out, but I'm hoping if as long as waist, knees, and like hips, if that three set there is good and solid, if they're yeah. like clicky ratchet joints, then I th- I don't think it'll be that much of an issue because you'd be able to get a good stance in play. But the ank- the the way that those ankles work and and how well those feet hold up the whole figure are going to be a huge part of that. I yeah. think. Um, uh, certainly I think that third party companies who want to make add-ons, I think there's going to be a market for bigger feet for this guy. Yeah. And I could um, see if, if like the hips and waist are weak, I think that would be an easy, like, Hey, it's a kind of bracy thing or at, le- yeah. at least used to like fill out because he still looks like thin thighed a little bit. Yeah. One one of his thighs in in one of these photos, due to the angles, it looks like the more you turn his thigh outwards, the more thick it gets because of the shape right. of Grimlock's leg. Mm-hmm. So there might be a way to leverage that as well. Uh, I still think this thing looks fun. I, I now seeing in production though, like there the length of that shoulder line. Certainly, I can understand that being a turnoff for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it is an extreme. <laughs> to, I still got to be say sure that underpainted clear plastic. Oh, looks, looks great! So baller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as a set of Dinobots, this thing's going to be super fun either way, mm-hmm. and and hopefully there will. The only the only thing I think that's going to need any any kind of tweaking is if someone can invent a mod to get Grimlock's Dino hips sucked in somehow. Uh, and certainly that doesn't seem like it would be easy or even feasible. But if that could somehow be done, I think these would be a definitive set of Dinobots. Um, it also looks like Swoop is blue again. Hey, if these are production ones, yeah, production yeah. blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a random assortment one blue one red per case <laughs> oh god uh, i also big, really big like sticker uh, on the front of the package guess which one you get oh yeah what if it's a blind box uh, like you don't even know uh I, i'm really happy with the paint on volcanicus's head like doing the chin strap and the crown uh like picking those out in metallics i think helps that a lot mm-hmm. uh makes it look more like he's he's powered up um DJ, do you have any uh, extra thoughts on Volcanicus seeing the production colors? He does look a lot better in production. Like, all you know, the colors mesh him together really well. He looks more... It's strange because he looks more solid now than he did when he was all one color. Yeah. 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 I'm, not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure how, but hey, he does. Uh, I'm looking forward to him a lot more now. Like he, he seems a lot better put together than I originally feared he would be. Yeah. I, I just hope we can scramble City of the Limbs a little bit because I'm uh, like having Snarl and Sludge as legs is making one of his knees look way the hell different than the other one. Uh, Same beyond time, I'm, not, the... I'm not sure uh, Swoop's going to work out as a leg. 
No, I think it would be it would be uh, slug and snarl as legs or snarl um, slug and uh, slag as legs. Like have the have the OG three as an armless combiner and then the two new guys form the arms. I think that might be real choice if that's doable anyway, because, um, yeah, swoop, I think, would make for a very small leg. Uh, but that's not the only combiner they showed. The, all the terror cons were there as hand painted uh, prototypes. Um, all of them. All our speculation that we were having so much fun with. Who knew that it would just all get shut down That's within a week? what normally happens when we talk about something. This is true. So you can thank us all for this reveal. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, listeners. So uh, we finally get to see Ripper Snapper in colors. Oh, you know, oh by the way, these are all hand-painted, as I said. Like You can mm-hmm. see the, the streaks on the few parts. So the saturation on these colors may not be at all indicative of the production versions. Um, but it looks like they have picked really good Pantones for Ripper Snapper. Uh, the land shark mode certainly looks good in person. Um, I, I think he's probably, I think he and Blot are kind of the stars of this set. Um, but we we did talk a big game about Ripper Snapper already. So was there anything fresh you guys wanted to throw in about him? No, no, I'm good on him. Let's uh, let's pop over to the first new guy then. We got Cutthroat. Oh, oh, also I mentioned this before. They got all the G1 names. Sinner Twin is going to be on a child's toy. I'm super down with that. I, I, was, uh, I was really expecting Cutthroat not to make it. Yeah, they got, yeah. They got Cutthroat and Sinner Twin. It almost it almost feels like someone got mad that they couldn't get Guyhawk and Hellbat <laughs> for the Lyokaiser set and was like, I am going to get something back. <laughs> something of questionable toy shelf morality. Um, so I still haven't really dug into how much of a retool Cutthroat might be of Swoop. I've seen people say that he is... Uh, upon scrutiny, he, but not much. Like, yeah, I, well, it looks like he, he isn't. He isn't like swoop with new legs or anything, right? Like, it's like the torso is where that comes in, I think, because it's yeah. the same like descending V. I'm having to jump back I'm and not, forth across. I'm not even sure it's that. The only parts I could peg out were the arms. The arms are the same as swoops. Yeah. But like the lo- like the lower half transformation is completely different because the ar- the legs don't flip mm-hmm. up behind his back, and he's got he's got new wings, which even that that seemed like the easiest. I was part sure. To use. Yeah, I thought I thought the wings would be the same, and I was fine with that. But they they got him wings that look you know more I think what more angular, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, more hard lines. And they and I, I said this to Seth, they went out of their way to replicate his completely garbage G one alt mode. Like to the point of maybe you could have taken more liberties with this because that alt mode yeah. kind of sucks. A block with legs <laughs> and yeah. a robotic chicken head. Like, like probably one of those times where you can say if you ever want evidence that homage is not always success. This guy looks terrible when he is a monster, but characterfully so. <laughs> uh, and and again, it looks like they're hitting all the colors mm-hmm. right on, like right down to the cream yellow. Um. Like, I'm sure that, you know, like I said, it's going to get a little a little desaturated when it's plastic and not paint. But obviously they are using the same Pantones to some degree. Uh, anyone anyone want to throw down some more thoughts on Cutthroat? Um, interesting how he actually has a Dino Force member's head. Yeah, that I saw that going. I don't know the Dino Force well enough to be able to even pick that out very well. But is I, it is it the robot head? I want to say uh, Yokuryu. Uh, yeah. He's the 
Yeah, he, yeah, he, he kind of forms a monster. It kind of looks like Cutthroat. He's the one that has a Pteranodon shell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the Fans Project version of that guy has a similar alt mode to, to Cutthroat's, where it's a stick with wings. I was like, ooh, oh. wrong mold. Gave away something there. If they do a Dino King Scramble City, like, that would be pretty neat. Well, like, like, like Lyo Kaiser wouldn't be perfect, but that would no, be cute. No, no, but, like, you, you know they want to get as many remolds out of this as they possibly can mm -hmm. for sure so, you and, know, so, and the only real thing you could do with terracons is try for a monstructor i think i think it would be it would be way more interesting if if uh north america like you know the the power of the primes version was a monstructor oh i i have no doubt like you'd be those... it'd be monstructor here and it'd be uh dino king over there yeah because because the, the monstructor colors i would love to see those uh, on shelves again. Those are some wild colors. Uh, very, very cold. Lots of gold. Um, just scrolling to see who's next in the lineup here. Uh, Sinner Twin. Uh, I was... I don't know if this is the right... Maybe this is overstating it. I don't know a better word to say it. I was kind of astonished to see how many joints were in Sinner Twin's two heads. Yeah. In Beast Mode. That was that was when I saw the, the photo of it up on the piece of Lexan. I was like, wait, there's like two at the back of the neck, a ball joint and a jaw. That seems like about yeah. three steps more than it should have gotten. OK, well, look at if you look at the robot mode backpack, all those joints are then attached to an, a plank that on another hinge folds back for robot mode. Mm -hmm. So none of his beast mode neck joints are to also transform that like that's some friggin parts count whatever yeah. you know because like, like <laughs> nominally you'd think okay he's gonna have a pair of like gimpy legs that are kind of his 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 alt mode back legs just hang out beside his legs for for whatever reason i was i would think that like okay two heads two arms yeah well, they like, didn't go like that the, way. Uh, the prime version yeah yeah they and they went for the the front like his robot arms turn into the front legs Mm -hmm. uh he has a much better looking alt mode than hunger in my opinion anyway like he's he's really pulling it off well, the problem is you just see hunger and you think of of a poor silver bolt just yeah like doing a just horrible got, yoga pose just got taken yeah. just got taken aside this is someone's first custom isn't it yeah you know what they, they did a good job scratch building those little front legs mm -hmm. well you know, if it was a scratch build. The thing, thing is, if you take a look at the artwork on him, like the official card, like the le the front legs are completely different. Well, the, they are playing a very, a very clever is the word I'll use <sighs> perspective trick in that artwork. <laughs> Those God. legs are coming forward yeah. and right for the camera. Well, also, also, it made me start thinking. I went back to look at the fuzzy leak and yeah. that version had completely different front, front legs. Ooh, like, I wonder so, if I'm not sure this was plan A. I wonder if it's something that got yeah. scaled back for production. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it did, because my main hope is that those front legs are not pinned on, but like, you know, um the the split the split peg thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mushroom peg. Yeah, if if you if you can pop those off easily, like that is an add-on that is screaming yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um it's just just talking about hunger actually uh in color as i hoped his beast mode i think does look way better it still has some real funky stuff going on but when it's not in gray proto i think it 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 flows a little bit more 
Um, it also helps that like you can now clearly see that the giant chunk things are feet, and he's only got one on his arm in robot mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the display that they had, and we can see his head too. I like that looks like hunger. I always forget what hunger's actual robot head looks like. Like I think it looks like that. This guy with shades. Um. And just tabbing through. I was going to bring something up. But before I do, Aaron, uh, did you have anything you want to throw out about Sinner Twin? Uh, no, like I said, I was surprised that, like, two heads didn't become two arms. Yeah. And, uh, I again, it's it's matching a lot of points that I, I got to give them credit for. They're swinging for the fences. And if the plastic comes out the way that the paint does, uh, it's, it's a lot of great hits. <laughs> Yeah. Also, the the head sculpts on these limb robots, you know, the correct ones. Uh, I'm loving the you know the blo- the Scramble City blockhead sculpts that they got mm-hmm. going on, like Center Twin. It's just, that's that's what I want. Those are the shapes I want. Yeah. That's the level of of puff and, that and, I want. And it's nice in going with the Scramble City look, but making it something different because it is the like, hey, we know what these things used to look like, <laughs> right? They totally weren't yeah. being used for something else, right? And here you go. And um, going on, just going on to hunger again. Um, TJ, was there anything that that struck you seeing him in in color? Definitely looks better in color. I will give it that, especially with uh, what seems to be well, well, most likely turn out to be stickers in the final shot. Yeah, yeah, more of those. Okay, okay. You know what? There's a little bit of hope. Uh, fast forwarding slightly, Rodimus Unicronus. By all accounts, all that stuff on his chest was tampographing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was directly reported from the floor. So may, fingers crossed, maybe some of this stuff is tampoed. Yeah, it could be since these are still hand painted that they went for stickers yeah. because you're not going to be able to like hand paint that detail in. Yeah. I just uh, have a rep I, sign on his shoulder. That's weird. I didn't notice that at all. You're right. That's super weird. <laughs> Oh man, I don't think anyone asked about that either. I didn't. I didn't read anything about that. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Wow, that threw me off for a second. <laughs> um, also, with uh, with hunger, did you guys see all the shots people were taking where they flipped out the abominus head? Yeah. Yep. That looks like an abominus head with the antennas like folded down. Mm-hmm. That's, folded? that's all I really had. Like, were they folded down? I thought that it looked like they could telescope up. Uh, if it, they lo- can't, it looks like I... if you look at the photo that's like a three-quarter shot, there is something there, like by his finger. Yeah, it's going to say nobody had that flipped up. I'm like, that's the one combiner mold that's made to accommodate those. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I would be very surprised if those things don't flip up. I, I don't know if I'd actually be, like, really mad if they didn't. I'd just be, like, annoyed. Um. Because again, like the com- a combiner head, especially on on a silver bolt uh, derivative, that is something that is that has been replaced before, um, and mm-hmm. would be replaceable. It's just also I, I should mention I don't think it's a boon when I see things that could be easily replaced and upgraded. Like absolutely, it would be better if all this stuff was fine when you buy the toy. Right. Uh, so you know I'm not I'm not saying oh I, I I'm so happy I'd be so happy if they made those anemic little front legs easy to pop off. So you could buy new front legs. Like I, I would like to have just nicer front legs. Um, but the other star of these terror cons, alongside Ripper Snapper, for me was Blot. We were talking about what are they going to do with Blot? Because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of stuff you can do with Blot. Uh, and according to John Warden, he is specifically not a nose monster. He is an ogre. And uh, I, I mentioned this before, but uh, did you guys see the trick on how his hands transform? Yes. That's friggin' cool, with the middle wolverine claw folding around with the hand to form a thumb. That is awesome. Like, that is the kind of stuff, the very subtle kind of stuff that I love about a well-designed mainline transformer. Like, like it's it's using the parts count, it's operating inside the limitations, mm-hmm. and doing just a very clever thing. Um, So I'm, I'm really happy with Blot, but uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about Blot? I, yeah. That that tr- the the trick with the claw is a thing that is in that realm of like wait why hasn't anybody done that before? Because that's so obvious. That seems like that seems like the easiest thing in the world. What and I and and again this is a place where I would love to like you know be able to sit down with those guys with a couple of drinks and be like so whose idea was that and and yeah. how many profanities that we like wait. Wait, does this work? Holy, holy, what? Hey, hey guys, come in here. Look, look, look at what, would this work? And then everybody like, it's so simple. Son of a, like, that's, how did, do you, we, nah. Well, it's like, it's like when they replaced the leg slide, right? With the aerial bot double fold trick. Mm-hmm. And now everyone does it, official right. and unofficial. Right. Because it's like, hey, this actually, this actually leads, this alleviates the problem with sliding parts. Right. Where they might loosen. Yeah. Uh... I was staring at these photos when these first went up and I was looking at them on my phone. I saw the Wolverine claws and I was like, oh, it's Ripper Snapper. But then I was like, no, wait a second. It took me like 45 seconds to piece together what was happening mm-hmm. with that middle claw. And I I, I did the, the loudest, tiniest mental backflip of joy when I realized what was going on. I was like, that's so cool. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, the new blot? I'm thoroughly impressed that out of all of these terror cons, even their leader, Blot seems to have the most interesting transformation. Did you so did you notice that he like the front of his chest in beast mode isn't the front of his chest in robot mode? Yes. Yeah, like it's the top of his shoulders yeah. in robot mm-hmm. mode. Sitting behind his back. Like Yeah. That's totally unnecessary, but wow. It's like it's like they went out of their way to make Blot interesting because he is the one who you could most easily phone in and you could fall back to this like like with Cutthroat. You could just make a garbage Blot alt mode and everyone would laugh because it's the nose monster. Right. Uh, I'm so happy about Blot. <laughs> uh, by the way, still no shots of Abominus in case people are, are just listening to podcasts for their news. They did not show them combined. These were these were hand painted enough where I'm guessing they just didn't have a third set. And so they didn't want to, you know, mess these up. Yeah. I would you, expect these might be the the ones they're sending to the factory. You can already see uh, paint wear on a couple of those parts. Yeah. And uh, and and like I said, these are probably these are probably the ones they are going to be using to inform the factory of how to actually, you know, mm-hmm. pick what plastics to use and whatnot. So they probably couldn't they probably couldn't just like jack them all up because um, then they'd have to pay the, the painter guy to paint more of them, which I'm sure he'd be happy about. But uh, I, I guess we'll just following the order of slides from the display, which is the one I've been looking at the most. 
the next thing I'm seeing is Grotusk, the surprise reveal toy that also surprised went up on Hasbro Toy Shop. Surprise is, a, is not a New York Comic Con exclusive. You have to get him off Hasbro Toy Shop. Surprise, even though he was a limited two, he sold out in like, did, does anyone know the time? That he, that he was up for hours yeah it, it, it was it was less than three hours because i had somebody offer to get it for me at the show and was like hey are they at mm-hmm. toys r us hey is there some place they are oh it looks like they're not here and i went oh okay well i'll go to hasbro toy shop then and they're gone yeah this is uh this, so this is very much like hascon rc as far as packaging and delivery, there's a Scorponok Headmaster included. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the big gatefold packaging. Uh, this guy is a super heavy retool of Twin Inferno. I don't want to say too much because people frigging have the toy already. Uh, some people got this the next day in the mail. Um, his his Titan Master I th- has an animal head that I don't recognize. Like, is that a brand new Titan Master or is that one that is that a repaint of one of the Beast ones? I I think that part is a remold i don't recall a saber tooth yeah i don't think i've seen it i don't think there was a saber tooth one because there's the cat one and there's the rhino one and there's the eye patch tiger but i think this is a new beast uh titan master yeah like um, it's in yeah. like i know it's it's based on a battle beast i know that much yeah and uh, and grotusk in his alt mode he certainly isn't twinferno he has a lot of new stuff going on from the waist up uh to the point where not to spoil the next part of this conversation, but if you did miss him, there is so much retooling. I think I would be astounded if this guy does not show up in Takara Tomy's line next year. Uh, but that said, he was up for about three hours, and I think a lot of people were thinking, well, RC was up for a few days. I'll take my time. Yep. Um, you guys tried to take your time, and it went badly. Yep. Uh, and uh, there, there was someone who emailed Hasbro Toy Shop, and granted, he was talking to a customer service person, so they probably, you know, don't have all the info, but it sounds like they're not feeling all that certain about getting another run in there. Yeah, well, uh, it's also supposedly going to be at Toys R Us. Is it? Okay, yeah, I, they, I did yeah, not they catch they that comp- part. Yeah, they found a computer listing for it. Okay. Like, they said it on the floor when they announced it. Is that, yeah. Okay, we have, you know, in a month's time, we have partners who will also be yeah, getting Yeah, I, I think uh, the... the I from the sounds part. of it, it was going to be like the shared exclusive type thing. Yeah. But they weren't entirely clear. And then somebody at Toys R Us went straight in and was like, oh, yeah, there's a Grotusk in here. And so hoping that if it's not just going to be uh, uh, Toys R Us, maybe one of the online retailers will also get it. Yeah. And yeah. and in significant quantities and moderately limited, so that it's not like one person gets eight billion of them. Like like all props I'm not to bitter Toy Shop at all. Com, you know, like oh, they, no. they did not let you buy more than two if you did order yeah. one. Yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't a case of someone hoarding hoarding them up. That does that, make me question how many they put up, though. <laughs> I will go ahead and say I'm bitter. Oh, I saw you guys. Very bitter. <laughs> well. Grotusk was a toy I bought as a kid, and I still have the original one. Like, yeah. that's one of the childhood survivors, you know. And that's one of my that was one of my longest long shots of like I want to see this get a new toy. Like, can you remold? Like, I thought I had the thought when I got to Inferno. I was like, you know, half of this could probably make a workable Grotusk. The night before, I was up to like five in the morning getting something done. And the next day, I had a very rare opportunity to sleep in. 
yeah so of course i took (laughs) yeah so i got up i handled my morning stuff and i went back to bed and literally 15 minutes after i nodded off they announced it and it was gone about 15 minutes before i woke up and i'm so i see it's the thing i could have gotten it because i was doing my gameathon thing and was was up and around but people were saying you know i had somebody saying that they could get it for me so i didn't worry because because people got my back and then they're like oh, i can't have your well, back man and i was like oh okay that's no worse son of a well he he messaged me first and by the time he messaged me they were already gone from hazard yeah, Shop. like, like prop, props to kevin sig who was at new york comic-con who like many assumed this was also at new york comic-con uh and offered to pick some up for for uh for you guys and when i saw that tweet i was like Oh, so it is a New York Comic Con exclusive because I I was taking all this in through Twitter on my phone basically over the weekend. I, I wasn't reading a lot of the sites until, uh, well, not over, over the weekend, sorry, but over like the week when this stuff was up. Yeah. So I I was getting a whole lot of crossways conflicting info, and I was very confused. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't help. Like the headline, the headline we had up was uh, NYCC exclusive Grow Tusk. So mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, yeah. it must still be on the floor. It sounds like that it like it sounds like that ended up just being a confusing point when the announcement first happened. Uh but yeah, if he, if he's also Toys R Us, then ideally, you know, in the next 6 months some stock of this dude will just drop. Thank and you for like being said, so optimistic with that time frame. <laughs> you know, I want to be I want to be realistic to a certain degree. Uh, when I say six months, obviously I also mean I would love it if it happened in the first sixth of that time frame. Um, but yeah, like also like I said, I will be astounded if if Takaratomi is not getting a, a chance to do this tooling themselves. Because also this completes a set. Holy crap! In the same line, they did all three monster bots. Granted, one of them is tiny, mm-hmm. but they did it. And I got to I got to know if he wasn't that. tiny all along. Exactly. G one had the scale wrong. Yeah, G1 screwed it up. If you look at the Floro Dairy show notes, you'd see Repugnus was always meant to be tiny. Yep. <laughs> but it's it's great because the Repugnus Titan Master is like the only one in the line who can wear his beast mode like an exosuit. So it all works. So the others are the ones that are faking. That's right. This is real Repugnus. Uh yeah, Grotusk. That's that's Usk, by the way, not Esk. Um all the stuff we're saying about how he's going to be available later, I'm, I feel bad that I guess like that notion never hit all the people, the multiple people who have bought him for $150 off eBay yeah, so far. That, that's a bridge too far. I uh, I don't blame anyone who ordered two and just threw one on eBay immediately. Yeah. that That is a smart, logical thing to do, to make basically yourself get a free grotesque. And then some. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to say... I feel like the fandom dealt with it decently. Like, people were mad, people were bitter, but I don't feel like people were calling for blood. So, uh, you know, Transformers fandom, you you were able to take missing out on an exclusive toy better than some other folks were able to take missing out on some garbage McDonald's sauce. So, pats on the back all around. That's a, that's a current event, by mm-hmm. the way. That's going to that's gonna date this podcast real badly. Uh, I thought I could avoid that here, but all right, thanks, no. I'm here to I'm here to drop all the lousy pop culture on you. Aaron. Let's talk about Big Bang Theory next. No, let's talk about Wind Charger next. Uh, we're getting another. I was I'm amazed actually that there's a there's a prefix on this. We're getting another Wind Charger. This is the third modern take on Wind Charger that directly references the G1 Minibot. Mm-hmm. 
as a Legends toy. Kind of amazing. Uh, this one looks a lot more like the cartoon model, right down to his super dopey head, which I love because Wind Charger is supposed to have a dopey panel block of a head. Uh, and I, I mentioned, I mentioned before, I think that it's great that he's going to have room for someone to drive him in that vehicle mode, and it's great that the legs don't just flip back, but also like the roof and windshield fold under them to form like the heels and the back of the yeah. leg, like an extra little touch. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about about? Wind charge of the third. I'm, I'm glad that it seems like they're taking the Titan Master rides in it um, for mini bots and are keeping with that line theme. That it's, it's the best part about Prime Masters being that, Titan Masters, yeah, basically. That, like that they can keep doing, you know, keep rolling with that uh, yeah. as, as a theme and let it be something that arcs the two or three lines pretty well. And, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about the next Wind Charger? I missed his BRB. I knew it would happen. Mm -hmm. I missed his BRB. He got through his rant. I'm going to make a timeline. Yeah. And you, no, you're going to make there. the timeline note, but then you're going to completely forget about the timeline note until you get I ready to those. publish it. And you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. It was kind of funny. I'll leave it in. Well, at this point, at this point, it is kind of yeah. funny because also we only we only paused for like two seconds, so that's that's an acceptable silence. Right. So I might I might leave it in there. Let's make a mental note. Okay, mental note about you, you could make a timeline note instead of the mental note. Well, I already made a timeline. Well, you could note, make another timeline note about the mental note to make a timeline note. I'll have to reach around my microphone again to type that in. I don't want to. Why is why is your keyboard <laughs> behind your microphone? These these are more serious issues that we need to. Uh... My microphone's on the desk, basically, in front of me. Uh, need to resolve your issues. I just need to get some more articulated arms and clamps. Yeah. And I can have everything just clamped and, and sticking off my desk like spider yes. legs. I, I figured that would be uh, your jam anyway. It is my jam. They're just expensive, that's all. It's like 100-something Canadian to get a clamp and an arm. Well, you got all, you got uh, all that back. YouTube monies. TJ's back. TJ, we guess what I did? What'd you do? I asked you about Wind Charger because I didn't see your BRB. <laughs> so funny. I kind of <laughs> Yeah. I'm kind of not surprised by that somehow. That's all right. I yeah. I, I mocked you know, him plenty. You know what I think it was? You know what I think it was? Is we got in your grotesque rant, and so I suddenly felt all confident and I completely forgot it. Because that was the backbone of the BRB was well, to make sure you were here for Grotusque. Yeah. Like I guarantee I am one of the saltiest people over Grotusque. <laughs> um but like, tj was my gonna, ass was lazy one day so i missed it um i was, I was gonna ask you if, how you feel about the third modern g1 wind charger i'm actually the happiest with this one mm -hmm. um you know i've always been i've i've been iffy because we have you know the previous attempts we like because i really like the first attempt Mm -hmm. I, I love that i love that one it, it is definitely taking a lot more liberties now that i look at this one Oh well, yeah. Well, it's it's designed him like a classic Autobot rather than, you know, the simple Minibot style. Yeah, he he has feet on that one. Well, well you mean by liberties? <laughs> yes, he has feet. <laughs> has a, he also has the front car hood chest thing. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't happy with the second one since it was modeled after, you know, IDW tailgates. It never really worked. One of my least favorite Legends toys, too. Mm -hmm. Very happy it got replaced. This guy looks quite cool. You know, simple head, but that's that's his cartoon head. I'm not really feeling a need to complain about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a guy who I'm fine with looking kind of dumb. 
on on the head front because <laughs> he's he's got he and gears have got like those those are two very iconically screwed up heads is the yeah. best way you can put it like someone told me well man his head looks really like the animation head looks really simple on him and like the toy head is literally four shapes on a square block yeah <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of artistic license even back then mm-hmm um also speaking of legends they're gonna put out uh shrapnel again uh no reflector which kind of sucks because reflector was very much built to turn into like the shape of his original gun Mm -hmm. but uh it it sounds like by all accounts i asked on twitter and i I wasn't sure if anyone on the floor had maybe asked it so i'm not super sure it sounds like he is just literally going to be that figure without reflector so you don't have any temptation to double dip like with cosmos where they changed the hue of the green um and it's great for people who want to finish their set of insecticons because the other two came out sequentially, but also many years after this one. So this one is probably the hardest one of the three to find. Um, and then after that, we have got us the Prime Masters with their decoy shells. Apparently, John Warden, I think, on the floor said that it was either John Warden or someone else from Hasbro was asked. And on the floor, they apparently said these are not the actual Pretenders characters. These are, in fact, disguises that the Prime Masters are wearing. Which means that Landmine is somewhere out there and probably going to get freaked out when he sees a tiny version of himself walking around. Um, the main thing about these I wanted to throw in that I learned since the last time I talked about them is apparently on the, the Autobot ones, like Landmine and Metalhawk, there is a straight-up hole on, on the head of the shell where they lined it up so if you shine a light in there, you can see the Prime Master's face where an actual head would be on the helmet. That's kind of neat. Hmm. Um, so that that's sort of cool. Uh, I still don't have much else to say other than the, the robot mode sculpts look great. I, I mentioned before that like somehow I co- I cool on these more and more every single time I have another chance to talk about them. Like I think they're fine. I just don't feel as excited as I used mm-hmm. to. But uh, Aaron, how you feeling about these little pretenders? Um, I'm kind of the same way. I I think it's an odd way to uh, roll out the the Prime Masters. Um, like a, another way to use that kind of gimmick. Um, I kind of wish they'd gone with just calling them Power Masters, but they want to use the 13, so okay. I Which guess. makes it weirder because then uh, yeah. these are also the Transformer gods. Yeah, but in, in, <laughs> in tiny. tiny chewable form. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's like. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about them i i think it's cool that they're using pretenders shells as that it'd be really neat if we also got the like autobot pretender shells not or like the oh, no i mean like the the classics like the grimlock oh. uh jazz bumblebee uh star screen yeah get the grimlock one and put clobber into yeah. it yeah if we got those <laughs> two also as like wave three or four or whatever it ended up being I think that'd be a neat yeah. way to say, like, hey, we also got all the pretender shells out there in kind of weird form, but they're out there. Uh, that seems like the type of thing that the John Barber ha- Transformers line would do at this point, because we've seen enough. <laughs> no, they're not going to. They totally did, you know, Terracons. Okay, well, yeah, but they're not going to, like, yeah. they're not going to do Dinobots. I mean, nobody's ever done all uh, They did the Dinobots. Also okay. The- and they combine. All there's, right. There's a, a Metalhawk in here as yeah. well, meaning that Metalhawk has now been in two consecutive lines. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a thing that, like, 
I don't know where I sit on it. It, it, and it's the weird thing yeah. of like I understand why they're doing it, and I'm glad that they're doing it. But making the the thirteen is kind of weird. But all right, I guess if that's the conceit, and how do you go more powerful than than Titan Masters giving power ups to the head? You make it the gods. Okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, also, I saw I saw a decent positing that like that. Decept- I forgot which one it is. Submarauder. Mm-hmm. The Decepticon pretender that we're seeing, uh, his plastic colors are all very Seacon colors. So someone was saying like, "Hey, they're getting a guy out there using all those colors. They'll have that plastic color kicking around. Maybe that's a hint they might do Seacons." Yeah. Um, more of a stretch. Yeah. I, I didn't really feel like that's any kind of hundred percent thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's also his colors. So yeah, it <laughs> is. It's like <laughs> I'm not sure how much of a of a yeah. clue that is. It's it's like coincidentally he also just happens to look like the sea gods. Those are all very aquatic colors. Uh, TJ, do you have any more thoughts on these little pretender dudes? I'm still really into this. Mm-hmm. Like for starters, if the if that is how it works, if uh, they're just using these shells to disguise themselves as these characters, the you know the gods. Number one, they're actually pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> You know, because it was hard to call it a pretender when it looked like, you know, like a giant octopus or a giant bat monster. It's like, I don't know what you're pretending to be, but it is not a it is not a creature that I would not, I, that I would be uh, comfortable around. Mm. Uh, I love that. But I also love the idea that the 13 gods of all Transformers all got around one day and said, hey, um, how about how about we go down to Cybertron? real tiny and jack the bodies of all of these same guys yeah who who some of whom are still walking around yeah, yeah. So in like, larger bodies all, since then like, all these guys who all do this exact same thing and have this exact same look to them we're just gonna go after them like what happens when metal hawk happens upon a tiny version of his old pretender shell being piloted by alpha trion and he's like it's like excuse me who are you and Alpha Tron's like, I am Alpha Tron of the Thirteen, and Metal Hawks, you know, after the DF- the DFI moment, is like, wait a second, why are you dressed up like me? What is it? Does that mean I'm special? Am I? <laughs> am I the chosen one? He's like, no, no, that's Rodimus. No. Sorry, uh-huh. I, I just thought you looked cool. Yeah, you left your closet unlocked. That's the only reason. Yeah, I like these colors. Like what? I, oh. Forget you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wiggly fingers and everything. <laughs> like what? What are you doing? <laughs> No, no, no! Stop that! <laughs> no, what? Just because you say you're a god throw- doesn't mean that that works. Uh, what's throw- that over throws there? Throws his quill relic at him. He's just like, here, take this. <laughs> um, no, no, like I, I still like, I still like, like I fully acknowledge these are really like simple and doofy, but I love that. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm somehow more into this as a concept for getting Titan Master S guys into the toy line than I am just packaging them with, you know. Uh, you know, here's a boat that turns into a tank thing, and yeah. ne- ne- you know, neither really looks great. So, like, at least these have character to them. I feel yeah. like I'm going to like these a whole lot once they're out, and I can just buy one. Yeah. Um, like they, they, like certainly they, they have more punch. Like, especially like if they're packaged like the Titan Masters, like that's gonna that's gonna pop real well. Probably get me super down when I see them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, that's the thing that is working for me real well. Uh, that is playing directly to my tastes is the repaint of Leader Rodimus. 
Rodimus Unicronus, whose bio says this is what happens when Rodimus gets the wrong Matrix and turns into a Matrix hunting servant of Unicron. Uh, so this is Rodimus in shattered glass colors. Apparently the, the stuff on his chest is a tampograph, according to someone on the show floor. And there is a new head mold for not Rodimus or Hot Rod, but for the combined Rodimus mode where he gets shades and a goatee and looks like the Macho Man. Uh, which I'm super, I am way into this. I like this a lot. Uh, it's it, like, I, it is playing directly to my tastes. Uh, Shattered Glass Rodimus has always been probably my favorite thing to come out of Shattered Glass. Uh, and it's, it's neat that they found a way to give character to that color scheme and that goatee without it being a mirror universe. Makes the goatee even better because now it's not even a joke. It's not the mirror mirror joke. Mm -hmm. It's just there. <laughs> Uh, so I'm I'm really into this. I, I, one of those times where I'm also going to say I don't blame anyone who's like just not clicking with it because this is very niche. But in a main line, this is a repaint that they're doing. Uh, Aaron, how you feeling about about this? Seeing this on, on the show um, floor? Actually, looking at the picture with the chest up, it looks like that chest application is a sticker. On these guys, it, yeah, because it looks uh, like you can depth. see the, the the border. I can see some of the other stuff looking like it's tampos. Um, so it may be a case where the smaller stuff, it's just easier for them to to print that on. And then that big complex cut shape, they go for a sticker. Um, well, do, do you think it might be like they have a sticker on this now, but that this might be a paint maybe, master? Because that's the impression I got. Maybe. And if, at you, least, if you look at his gun. And at least with this one, a sticker in that location wouldn't be bad. Because you're, you're yeah. not going to have a bunch of wear against that. But it might, it might it's be not crooked, be, Even if it's a little mm -hmm. bit crooked, it won't be too bad because it's a, it's on, well, I guess, two flat surfaces, but it's not up on anything rounded. It's not against an edge. Fucking squished into a yeah. hinge, like with, with broadside. Right. So, like, would it be better if it was all paint? Yeah. But is this a case where I can understand why it is? Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, TJ, how, how are you feeling about this this repaint? Because I know that you are digging the regular Rodimus uh, leader toy. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never been a fan of the whole black Rodimus thing. It always felt like just an easy contrivance just to get a repaint or you know a reuse out of you know whatever Hot Rod toys out at the time. Mm -hmm. It certainly is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I do like that they're putting an effort into this. It's like, okay, this is. The Chosen One Corrupted by Unicron. Okay, there's a cool direction to take. Um, I do like the overall look of it, and I do like the extra step of giving him a very shattered glass-esque head sculpt in the combined form. Mm -hmm. So he mm -hmm. does have that going for him. And it. I like it because we do know that Unicron kind of has a thing for adding goatees to his minions. Totally. Like yeah, so. Totally. This is this, okay. So there's a there's a concrete reason for why he looks that way. I would love to see like a stock footage version of this combination where the goatee just manifests on his face once mm -hmm. his chest closes or something like that. I just I just um, have the idea of Unicron just has some contract. It's like no facial hair. Well, no, really, I don't know. It's uh, well, Unicron you, has you, facial hair, so it's a brand line, line nine twenty seven. It's uh, it's the Unicron brand. We uh. We focus tested it. It turns out that there's a universe where everybody that has this is evil or something. So 
I don't know. He's got a deal going on with. He's got he's got a deal going on with Dollar Shave Club as well on the side. Mm-hmm. Of course. No, uh, interesting to me. Like I can see how like on the show floor these are definitely stickers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he also looks hand painted, so I'm willing to bet that's a temporary. Yeah. I'm, I'm more willing to bet that it's temporary because on the show floor, he has purple Autobot logos and on the official images, he's got Decepticon logos. I did not notice that. I wonder which is going to be it because both of those things seem likely. Yeah. Or what if the Autobot logos are stickers and you get the options? Oh, that seems actually really likely. Yeah, if they're including... Like if there's... (laughs) That'd be the thing. Okay, so in this price... I don't think that they've included stickers at the leader price point, had they? They, they did on Megatron, on the Combiner Wars Megatron. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, the, they they were Autobot. terrible. They were terrible stickers, but he did come with them. Um. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm way down for this thing myself. I, uh, I, it just makes me hope that the Rodimus leader toy turns out well for my tastes, because mm-hmm. I like both versions. I think I think actually I like this one more because of the it's it's the remolded combined head and it's also how much it something about the shape of that goatee the shape of the nose and the shape of the shades makes me think of the Macho Man and that that gives me warm feelings. Um, but aside from that, is there anything else in the show? I think that's it for the new stuff aside from Predaking's wings, which are akin to showing Triptychon's leg in that I don't really know what to say yeah. about it. Turns out Predaking has wings. Who knew? I mean, yeah, I briefly thought there was a Combiner Wars port on the center of those wings, but it is not in the close ups. It's just the way the sculpting yeah. looks. So whatevs, you know, Predaking has wings. We'll mm-hmm. see more in February. Um, Anything else uh, New York Comic Con wise you guys wanted to talk about? So. Play Arts Kai, a toy line that routinely forgets that more than three Final Fantasy games exist. Yes. Uh, actually decided to do Terra from Final Fantasy VI. And oh, did they? I, I don't... So Play Arts Kai news comes in such giant swathes of disinterest for me, I never even look at it now. They're doing an FF6 character for real? Yeah. All right, I'm going to the Toy Arc stuff. I'm going to take a look there. <laughs> I need to. I need to see. There's a Kate. There's a Sid and a Kate Sith as okay. well. Uh, well, they're doing. They're doing non guys with giant swords. Well, well, well Advent Children. They they did like. Uh, they did oh. all the FF Seven Advent Children cast. Yeah, you're right. But you're typically, right. it's like okay. The only the only FF games are seven, thirteen, and fifteen, right? So That's right. Just, I mean, those games. Is, we just have to is make Tara those in the case, or was she just um, announced? She was in the case. Um, God, if I can find photos of her now. Find, yeah, if you can find me, Toy Arc didn't take a picture of her, it looks like. Or if they did, it was like from the back. I had a, I had a billion people tweet it to me. Because so I see lightning and that, oh, you know what? I think I see Tara, but she's like, there's no close-up photo of her. It's just because she was behind Sid, yeah. I think. Uh, one second. Bingo. All right, let's. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's it. Man, if they do a Kefka, I'm going to start, I might do oh, a my, Kefka. Yeah. I mean, he'd be like 150 bucks, but I, I wouldn't might... care. Yeah, wouldn't care. Pre-order day one. Now, Player's Guide does often do separate heads, so I'm hoping for a green hair version. But if if that's if they give it that, then I got a day one pre-order. Yeah, I I can skip a lot of Player's Guide, but like Kefka is one of those guys where 
It's like I made a, I made a pact with the devil at some point, I think. And I was like, if they ever make a good articulated Kefka, I think I have to. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm there. I'm there. Man, I'm so happy because play art like it's so easy to lose faith in play arts Kai for years at a time when you're like, you're just you guys are going to pursue FF7 and friggin your crazy Nomura comic book character variations. And I don't want any of this, but oh, man. OK, that's cool. Uh, anything else near Comic Con wise you guys wanted to hit up? Mm, don't think so. I can't believe I can't believe they're actually doing an FF6 toy. <laughs> I gave up on that like 10 years ago or whatever. Uh, but like every now and then they do something FF6 related and nobody can keep it in stock and the price goes up like triple digits on eBay. It's almost like people are super. Any... It's almost <laughs> like it's a really popular title that they barely make anything for. Yeah. It's almost like fans of FF6 are literally starved for merchandise. Yeah. From a company that has made like 800 toys of Sephiroth and Cloud. Uh, all right, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else specific from New York Comic Con off topic I really want to talk about. There was some cool stuff, but nothing that I think really like made me do a backflip. Um, the Pacific Rim stuff looks cool, but that's going to hinge a whole ton on me actually liking the movie and a whole ton on the movie not murdering all the robots by Act 2. Um, that's been the thing about Pacific Rim, the original, that has aged poorly for me. Every time I rewatch it, I get more and more annoyed that they killed off two of the really cool robots like immediately. Spoilers. And then this new one is a not a a prequel like we were kind of sold. Uh, no, it's a yeah, sequel, yeah. I believe. I just remember early on they were like, "Oh, uh, no, it's going to be a prequel. It's going to be the the story of when it started." Oh, really? I I actually didn't hear that. I because the first thing I heard about this one was that um the main character is going to be Stacker's kid, so I just assumed it would be a sequel. No, I thought I'd seen something early okay. on where they were talking about doing a sequel of the beginning of it because, hey, we closed the rift. And then they went, oh, nope. That might have been when Guillermo was still going to, like, frontline the, I front think that line the movie, probably. Voice, yeah. Yeah. And that that is also, like, one of my little worries because Guillermo being able to make the uh the jaegers have like it was a combination of delivering the weight of them and also blocking the action scenes really mm -hmm. well that made pacific rim the uppercut to the chin of the transformers films that it was and uh if if the blocking of the robot action isn't super good that's going to definitely be a loss i think but the the trailer that came out also had like no audio um on any of the action scenes it was just playing like a song mm -hmm. so who knows how, how that's going to all come together uh but yeah that's i guess that does new york comic-con for us so let's do a listener question that i've got lined up here it's a couple of them from inhuman elm who says yo evangelist been using the site for a year but it's the first time i've ever made an account uh so thanks for joining the site uh he's got some listener questions for us and i wanted to hit all three of them uh the first one is after seeing prime and armada people usually ask what transformer would i be paired with uh but uh inhuman elm wants to flip that what type of human would you and the podcast podcast crew be paired with? What kind of values and beliefs, personalities would work well with you or make a great comedic, dramatic foil? So let's say that we as podcasters are no longer people and that people watching us need a human uh, to engage with to understand who we are and our way of life. Um, what kind of human would it be? I think for me, it would have to be someone who is obscenely patient. Kind of, You know what? It would have to be Aaron. Aaron would be my human partner. Now that I think about it. Me and Aaron at a, at a convention. That's Aaron and his Transformer at a convention. Or his alien or whatever. His non-human. 
Because I wander around. I'm easily distracted. I see all the lights. Yeah, that's mine. I don't know. Aaron, what about you? That. <laughs> I maybe did throw a whole lot on you there that you are, in fact, the kicker to my uh, road buster or whatever. <laughs> Ironhide. <laughs> I forgot his name. But I think it makes the most sense. I So let's say that you're, you're an alien. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good job at just breaking me, man. Let's yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Let's say you're an alien. Uh... He said. And then uh, and then Aaron Aaron kind of stared at the wall for a second. Uh, while, while you're thinking about that, let's say TJ's an alien as well, but a different one. Uh, TJ, what would your human partner be? <laughs> don't say Aaron. By God, don't say... <laughs> don't, worry. Like Aaron, don't worry. All I'm saying is Aaron really does fit the role of the token human character who has to help the demented aliens get around have, have and you know no idea things. what standards are yeah you know like it's like we gotta get to the podcast panel okay oh hey what's going on dude over here like you know that's that's the thing that the stupid transformer does it's like i just want to go check out this uh crazy fueling station of yours but we have somewhere to be <laughs> transformer evangelist oh yeah but i just want to have a drink over here at this at this parlor that's a gas station yeah it's great we have to be somewhere in 30 seconds. Oh, okay, I'll turn into a truck. And I just, like, fall onto the floor of the hotel and start, like, snake wriggling forward. And I'm like, nah, it's cool. The humans won't understand. Uh, <laughs> TJ, what about you? See, before I, was, I read this question first, and I was like, are we picking, like, transformer-based humans? Like, it's like I pair, pair myself with Kicker so I can punch him in the face whenever I want. <laughs> it's, um... No. Sorry, I, I smug little... Right, I want to no, no. Um, I, 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 ha I have someone in my life like this, like. Yeah, like, I got my Aaron at conventions. It's great. This is I mean, <laughs> TFCon DC was real weird without an Aaron there, and was, I got I got a little bit lost. But uh, no, this is what my Danielle is. It's like she keep she keeps my head where it needs to be, and like yeah, convention aside, like I would be like we get like if we get to a convention, it's just, like I am. I am very close to just being that creepy camera voyeur. And she actually humanizes me enough to actually do what I do. Like, whereas like, I'm, I'm not comfortable approaching people because I don't want to enter. I don't want to disturb anybody. And she's much easier at that than I am. Oh, that's like, that's like my, when I have, uh, my, my secondary, uh, recurring character seth when we're at conventions he's able to get people to come up and record with us podcasters aren't humans man we Apparently. just have humans on the podcasts okay yeah well aaron this does like no, really double so, confirm you so, to be a human yeah i'm just sitting here thinking like the flip side way i i think i do an all right job at being the straight man so i would need to have the comedic idiot that uh that plays well, so yeah, Chris, we're just a pair. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Who's gonna make the toys? Iron Factory. All right, good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess this is gonna be, I, I, you know, this is probably gonna be the problem if you if you ask this question of a podcast, because most podcasters end up having, uh, or fulfilling those kind of roles, uh, mm -hmm. when viewed from afar. <laughs> Or, or media makers. 
Uh, really interesting question, though. I like I like the flip on it, especially the part where it made Aaron just like break. That's great. Um, well, like I said, it was because I sat there and looked at the other side of it. Of like, yeah, it is a good son of a. No, I. Uh... <laughs> God damn it! He's right. I do do all the work. <laughs> he is the weird guy who seems to be an out of towner, even though he lives in Toronto, and we're at the Toronto yeah. convention. Um. Well, this next one's more more grounded and toy based. Uh. Inhuman Elm uh, recently picked up Titans Return Six Shot and says, "I already had the G1 figure and I had Quick Switch from the gift set, but traded that one away. Uh, it was a really bad trade, etc. Surprisingly, I love the Six Shot version. I told myself to stay away because I already had the G1 and because the Quick Switch felt like it was riddled with tiny flaws and issues. But with it as Six Shot, I am constantly finding little features that make the figure feel more like a work of art. Have you guys ever had the sensation, the idea of, well, this toy sucks, but when it's in the colors of a character I like, it suddenly feels perfect. I know people mention Titans Return Megatron being not bad, but you know it's supposed to be Blitzwing, but this difference feels more drastic to me. Like a complete 180 for two figures that are functionally the same, save for the face. Uh, I absolutely have had this happen before, where I actually dislike a toy, and then I get it again in a different color, and I like it a lot more. Um, right off the top of my head is actually, is actually the Moss Toys figure that's out right now, Skiff. The version of him that is Skiff in the Bumblebee colors is my least favorite one because I, I got the UK exclusive version Rune, who's done up like Glyph. I adore that Rune figure. Uh, it certainly also it feels like it was built a little bit better, but that that color scheme turns me around in every way, shape, and form. Like I, I kind of like Skiff. He's like, okay, but then Rune is like, no, I love this toy. I'm, I feel like I got a deal getting it for 40 bucks. Like, uh, that absolutely happened to me with that one. Uh, another one is um, Energon Mirage, the big speedboat, is okay. But when I got him in Bonsai Tron colors from that Bacon, I think in Bacon 09, that, that was like uh, an epiphany moment. I fell in love with that figure in those colors. So this is, absolutely has happened to me. Um, Aaron, has this ever happened to you with the, with a figure? See, Chris, unlike you, I'm able to look past color. Oh, geez. Oh, well, no. I, I am an, I am an alien from another planet. So, yeah. I'm... um, I can't say as I've had that drastic of a reaction. I know that I've had repaints make me like a toy better, but I don't think I've ever had one turn me completely around on something. Yeah, I, I should probably admit this wasn't me going from I dislike a toy to I like a toy because I, I like Skiff and Mirage to a degree. Mm -hmm. It was more like I went from being a, yeah, it's okay, to like a, this is the, like a, a figure that I want on my desk for the next month and a half. Um, well, TJ, has, have you ever happened, had, had the 180 or like like me ever had the like 90 degree turn, I guess? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had any that was that drastic. You know, color scheme is important but i think i keep it down to a minor factor compared to engineering and play factors um off the top of my head there there's not a whole lot like it's easy for me to point to things like uh i wasn't into universe 2 dinobot until i got the hen k one where i can overlook a lot of things and a lot of things work better yeah because the the colors gel the figure together much better on that version yeah but that's not so much the toy, it's the fact that the toy came out in the wrong colors to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's interesting because I, I am very, I'm usually very tactile oriented, very hand feel based. So like color schemes shouldn't have that much of an effect on me mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. But th there is definitely something sometimes when, when you just get the right colors on a figure, 
I just go from that figure being a, a kind of forgettable thing that I'm not, you know, I've, I, so I, I don't think I've ever had it happen where I hated a toy and then loved it because of the colors. But like I said, I have had it happen where it's like I have a figure and it's like, yeah, I have it. It's OK. And I get it in the right colors and I'm just over the moon, almost as though it is a brand new figure. Yeah, um, I, th- I think the closest I came to that was Cybertron Cannonball where. That, oh, yeah. That red alert was that's an OK. OK, red alert's an OK figure. Like he does some neat transformation tricks, but you know, he's overall good. But the idea of turning an ambulance into just like a pirate and taking advantage of that blaster hand of his to make that work. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that, okay. That's extremely clever reuse of a mold. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's such a contrast from the original. It does feel new to me. Yeah. It like awakens right. him in a way. Yeah. Uh, I actually had that with um, some of the other Cybertron repaints as well. Like the repugnance repaint of that iguana dude. Forgot his name, but they did a repaint of him as repugnance. Oh, oh, the uh, Spinosaur. So, uh, yeah. Underhug. Iguana dude. It's because of that fin. <laughs> yeah, the Spinosaur. Um, the the Repugnus version of him. Iguana dude, but that's not him. Yeah, yeah. The Iguana dude was, a, was the guy who wasn't in the show. That was one of those America exclusive ones, like yeah. the uh, armor hide. But uh, yeah, that one also kind of turned around for me because of the colors. And uh, also, uh, Energon Sharktacon, I always liked, but it was the, all the Botcon versions and then the Axelon that made me like. Because oh, yeah. those, the, like, Energon Sharktacon's colors are goofy and they kind of work for that toy. But then seeing that toy done in more subdued color schemes like Sharktacon's and the Axelon added a new dimension to that figure. Yeah. Like for me with that um, toy, it was always how broken his vehicle mode looked because of all the crazy colors. But you streamlined it down into a G1 Sharktacon or Axelon and it works way better. Yeah. Uh, and, and Axelon and Sharktacon also, they, they could make use of the head. Really, I, If I recall correctly, the Sharktacons didn't have a new head. Yeah. Um, well, yeah so they, they made. Yeah. And, and that's why I didn't say Skybite because I always felt like he, he was OK, but the head became a bit of a stretch. Um, whereas the Sharktacons and Axelon really just made it work. He, he was young. He hadn't quite grown the hawk out yet. That's right. <laughs> he was he was he was baby Skybite. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I have had I would call a ninety degree turn on figures um, that, that that just had a small thing changed. Um, I, I should mention we were talking about colors. He also mentioned like the face being different, like with Megatron and Blitzwing. But on on a Titans Return figure, that's such a subtle change. I would just roll that in the same idea as colors. Uh, for myself um the last question is looking at power of the primes i have to laugh at myself uh see i at least in my mind recently put together a team of dinobots using characters from across continuities uh that being like he he collected figures of dinobots to create a you know a perfect set of dinobots that go across continuities as long as the five dinosaurs from the g1 set were represented so in this case, he used uh, movie, animated, and Fall of Cybertron figures. Now there is a down-and-dirty set of Dinobots I can pick up all at once. I'll figure out my own dilemma of my collection isn't uniform, but that's part of its character because Movie Slug is horrible. But I am wondering if any of you have ever experienced hunting down something to fill a character slot and then suddenly seeing a new version on the horizon. I think the reason I find this so hilarious, because this is this is an absurd situation after all, in brackets, is that I spent so much effort putting together my collection only for Hasbro to say, nah, bro, just check out the Toys R Us next summer. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, P.S. I bought MP10 and that Orion Pax 2-pack so I could have a G1 Prime and G1 Orion Pax, and now, boom, the same thing happened. 
made even more insane because I love me some robot and trailer super mode play pattern. So I am pretty sure this has happened to me before and probably even was part of the reason why I stopped thinking about character slots was uh, it was in the early 2010s when there were a lot of uh, repaints like uh, it was it was repainted Cybertron toys like that Springer um, out mm-hmm. of I think it was I think it was evac into Springer. If I remember right. Uh, they technically did both. One was a one was a normal pack and the other was a botcon. Yeah, yeah, ignore, yeah, ignoring the Botcon one, the the retail Springer. Yeah, that was a that was a Target pack, I think. Yeah, so like like that one, um, there there were some figures from Dark of the Moon era that I picked up, thinking, oh, this will this will be that version of the character, and then like better ones came out, and it's I think Vortex was one of them, like the the Dark of the Moon Vortex out of uh, Blaze Master, where I was like, I got me a cool Vortex, and then you know Combiner Wars dropped a literal Vortex, uh. But I, I always like if, when it comes to organizing my toys by characters and transformers. I'm always super ready to like make up multiverse organization for different aesthetics and different continuities. So I usually end up having a place to put things because I'm not a a definitive character collector. But that's why at my panels I've mentioned definitive character collectors. I really respect because like that is a hard and very thought oriented way to collect transformers where you are taking this risk all the time that like your perfect set, you know, a, an even more perfect toy might just come out the next year or two uh, that, that messes with the whole, the whole setup you got going on. But uh, TJ, have you ever had it happen where you like hunted down this version of a character only to have it kind of blow up in your face as an even more perfect version just came out much later. Offhand. I can't remember this actually happening. I think the GDO guys were another time when that could have happened. Like that deluxe wheelie. Oh yeah. That uh, was like, another one. Well, if I, it, it depends on uh, what kind of time span you put behind this. Yeah. Because yeah. like, okay, well, you know, I bought Hercules thinking, well, Hasbro said a thousand times that they they can't do devastator because it's too many similar toys at one time. I've got a Titan class devastator now. So, you know, you know, uh, transformers find a way. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the closest I came was all the times I floated over the add to cart button on Toy World Swamper, only for them to eventually just do a deluxe uh, Skull Cruncher again. Like, oh yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, rec- I don't recall like a like a specific time when I was when I kind of jumped the gun to get something and then found out oh they're just making a better one. Well, um, Aaron, has it, has it ever happened to you where you got a figure and in a in a decent amount of time a you know quote unquote replacement came out that you weren't uh, expecting? The Titans Return Power Master Prime, kind of sorta. Hmm. Um, along those lines, I don't know. I'm tend to be a little bit more like cautious anymore about jumping at purchases. Um, and trying to build a thing like this is the thing because I mean I've been heavy on Titans return across everything so I have all of that I don't know if if there have been definitive ones in place of others anywhere in that yeah I yeah. Uh, I think this, this this is something that will mostly hit you if you have a very I want one of a character yeah um style of collecting so that in my case it's I'm having to stretch a little bit to find examples, but I know I've had them happen back when I was more thinking in that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your questions, Inhuman Elm, and uh, thanks for making an account just to ask them. Uh, we're going to move into what we got this week, and uh, I got my TF Con haul. Aaron sounds like he's got something. Um, TJ, have you got anything on topic this week? Uh, I have, but a single thing on topic. All right, well, let's do the hot potato style. We'll uh, we'll just go around until we run out of things. Um, and I, I have a haul, so I'll start because I, pr- I probably have a bunch of stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll just open up with uh, with Galaxy Meteor, the Make Toys version of Cybertron Starscream. Uh, that toy, I was kind of so I didn't pick I didn't rush the dealer room, which meant that I missed out on some stuff that was in limited run there, like Galaxy Meteor or Howling Meteor, the G1 version by Make Toys. But then Chosen Prime, like partway into Saturday, found another case of Howling Meteor they forgot to put out. So there were a bunch on the table and it was ninety nine bucks. So I said, I'll buy it in person. So I bought it. Uh, that is it is a good toy. I was I was a little lukewarm on it because there was so much talk about it before it you know settled on how it was going to come out, and I was like, oh man, I hope I, I haven't kind of messed this up for me in my own head. Went up to the hotel room to to crack them open because I I have terrible luck when I buy stuff from Chosen Prime at TF Cons. It's not their fault at all. I just end up getting the one that needs a replacement, and I to the point where I often feel guilty about it now because it's like half the time I buy something from them at TF Con, they see me later that day going like, "Hey, so I managed to get the broken one again. Uh, I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, and it, like I said, it's not their fault. It's hardly a common thing that I hear about with people buying stuff from them. So I took him up to my room to, to give him the once over and, and the transform back and forth to make sure everything works. He was fine. And while I transformed him, I went like, no, you know what? I am really happy I picked this up because that, that is a friggin' good toy. And uh, he has a moment that made me go like this. This is, it would have been a crime if this toy didn't come out. So you know how some figures have a hollow space on the back of their lower leg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes they have a panel that folds up to cover that up in robot mode? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He has a panel there. It doesn't fold up, though. That panel accordion folds down into a tiny brick, and it it spring-load accordion folds down and then clicks into place on the bottom of his inner lower leg when you turn him into a jet. When you turn him back into a robot, you push a button on the front of his leg, and then this three-segment filler panel springs up and fills in his entire back of his lower leg. It's one of those things that is very close to toy magic. Uh, it was fantastic. So uh, I was very happy with that figure. His posability is also really nice. The ball socket neck has an, a very emotive range, which works great in concert with his three face options. The face options are super easy to swap. You just pull his helmet off and pop the face off. No screws involved. Um, the spring-loaded swords uh, give me the little touch of nostalgia that you could ask for without having a full on cyber key gimmick. And I found out from someone else, the, the dummy cyber key he does come with actually fits into an 06 cyber key slot if you want. So that's kind of cute, but uh, a galaxy meteor felt like a, a, a very nice piece. I was very happy about that, especially in light of them announcing more galaxy force stuff, uh, on make toys end. So, uh, popping over to you, Aaron, what's one on topic thing you got this week? Uh, I got the, uh, Tyrant Wings Blue, uh, from Iron Factory. Iron Factory, guys. All right. So the, the Thundercracker Starscream in that, and then two legs for one guy and two arms for someone else, thus locking me in to have to get even more Iron Factory. Welcome. Um, but it's a whole lot of the same. Doesn't have the... 
cape crown components that came with red. Yeah, red. Looking over at the box over there. Um, yeah. But has the they same. They have actual names, but they're, they're very hard to find on the packages. I've got the. Pa- it's in package here. Uh, blue wing, blue, blue violet. Oh, yeah. Hidden on the back. Thunderwing. Yeah. I noticed those the very last second before I tossed the packages, and I was like, holy crap! Like, everyone is just calling them Tyrant Wing Color. Yeah. Well, yeah, they go for smaller font than just about anything but the warning text on the bottom of the box. Yeah. uh, And on the back of it, so. They had put Thunder down the side, like, underneath their IFEX20B, then we'd know what his name is, not just (laughs) Blue. those codes are those codes are important important. yeah uh but yeah it's still the same uh fun to transform guy um and in blue comes with the same like flight stand part that plugs underneath them uh which i'm glad Mm -hmm. that they're including that on all of them um for for stuff that has flight modes that's that's a thing that i think would be an easy thing to lose for costs but is a big value add yeah, I'm uh I'm a little worried about that coming in triplicate with the Coneheads three pack. Yeah. That seems like the part the part where they made they may ditch it, and that's that's fine. Or but maybe they'll have one stand that has three arms on it. If they could do that, I would be so down. Because I kinda want to do that with the seekers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh well very cool. Um TJ, what was your one on topic thing that you got this week? Uh I have Titans Return Slug Slinger. Oh, I'm looking for him. He he is always showing up just a little too far away from me. Yeah, you know, nothing shows up around here. I had to I, I had to suck up an eBay price on him. Hmm. But uh, I saw you did the uh, that combined jet mode that seems to be going around all over the place. Yeah, that thing is super cool. Does it does it hold solidly like that? Um, it does. Oh man! Like, cause you know they since they have the same legs and they're all uh they're all sized out so that they peg into those legs to make their own vehicle mode solid. That means they can all peg into each other in more than one spot. Yeah. Cause that, that's the kind of thing I almost wonder if e-hobby might figure out a reason to have three repaints that can actually combine like that. That's a, that that's the kind of thing that Bacon would jump on for, you know, like when they did that with reflector. Yeah. Like try to figure out how to do G one safeguard now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting because the way that it works, technically, if you just had as many of those molds as you could imagine, you could theoretically just keep layering them on top of each other. That's and great. Just make a jet lasagna. <laughs> you uh, said no, lasagna, the... you have my interest. <laughs> that was dinner tonight. Um. No, the toy, the toy itself, like I've always had this weird fascination because for some reason I remember seeing a G1 slug slinger as a child. Like, I don't remember whose house. I don't remember why I was there, but I remember being in a house with a G1 slug slinger. And yeah, this is a really cool update. Um, uh, It's not like it, it's an extensive remold. So, you know, most of your robot mode parts look completely new and different. But it's the same transformation as Misfire. So it's I was n- going to ask how different he is from Misfire. Yeah, so he's like he's like the trigger happy tends to be where everything hips down is the same mold. 
but his engine his transformation engineering and some of the parts required for it are straight up misfires okay yeah so he feels very much the same as that though his backpack can't can't quite accordion up as well as he used to you know that said the g1 toys for misfire and slug are pretty identical as it is as far as engineering so yeah hard to begrudge it uh, the toy itself still feels really solid despite all the re- reuses so that works really well um what i was surprised by is there's very little paint on him like he has paint on his face he has paint on his titan master face and he has a little bit of paint on his torso uh, everything else is tampographed Hmm. oh like he's got for that yeah he's got yeah there's well besides the decepticon symbols you know two on jet one on robot you've got the two on his wings you've got two on top of his chest two in the front of his shoulders and two on his shins so he's got a lot of his residual g1 sticker detailing nice that's gonna uh, help a lot in making him stand out from that uh, takara version as well Mm -hmm. because that just makes him straight up the toy well kind of because the the weird thing is like this one has Hasbro's toy colors as Hasbro does, but the head is the animation model. Oh, so I didn't know he had different heads. Mm-hmm. So like Takara's just using the straight up thing and they're making him the way he was in rebirth. So he'll just look cartoon accurate. Hmm. Uh, no, I think the coolest thing about him is the gun he comes with. Because for starters, he doesn't, he doesn't have one of those Titan master weapons that has a giant bucket in it. Yeah, uh, you know, he's got a little he's got a little square molded out and he's got little pegs in there so you can sit somebody down, but it doesn't look like too obnoxious, but it's twin guns, double barrel, single barrel, and you can combine them into either triple barrel mode or there's special pegs and molding so it can make a long rifle and the moldings on the underside, too. So you can also put the gun on the underside. So you've got four different ways the guns can look. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure which one matches it better. I'd have to take a closer look, but the sculpting and the colors are meant to invoke his original target master. I did notice that in a lot of photos that like you could set it up to look like because the original target master had that parts forming bit that you'd like slide over the butt once you fold the legs up. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, it makes it really easy to homage that with a with a two part gun. Yeah, but it's a really effective little accessory to have. Yeah, nice. Um, I believe that's about it. He's really solid. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll do another one of mine. I uh, I bought a custom toy at TFCon from Grimlockimus Chrome Tyranno on Twitter. I'll give you guys a link to his sales tweet if it pastes. There we go. Yep. Um, he uh, he had I think at a previous TFCon he had had some of these Titans Return Beast Wars Megatrons. And he still had a couple, so I really wanted to get one off of him. Oh, that looks so uh, good. And I did. He he also had a pile of getaways. He sold through everything. Um, and the thing about that that Megatron, so I asked him. He said he used Model Master acrylics to paint it. There's little bits of paint wear on part points of friction mm-hmm. um, from transforming the toy. However, that toy took a spill off my table the other day and landed headfirst on a hard floor. I can't find any paint chipping and I don't know. Like, I'm like, did you top coat it with glass? Cause like, this is a durable ass paint job. So I'm, I'm really impressed for 45 bucks. I think it's a steal. 
Uh, it's Skullcruncher, basically, with uh, with the Galvatron Titan Master, all repainted in Beast Wars Alligator Megatron colors. So a Deluxe with a Voyager's Titan Master, repainted to this degree, 45 bucks, in my opinion, is a steal, especially when it's this friggin' durable. So many props to, to Grimlockimus for, for the good job. The IDW-style getaway also looked great, and uh, I kind of wish I had grabbed one when I was talking to him, but I, I was, like, in the midst of uh, getting all my luggage together when I had arrived, and I was just kind of after the Grimlock, or the Grimlock, the uh, the Megatron. But yeah, it was it was great. A uh, little follow-up to that. Also, Madhouse Toys had an in-house sale over the weekend, so I finally picked up a bat, a, a bat convoy, a convo bat. Okay. Uh, so now I've got I've got the pair. Convo bats, little wings on the back, though, in that packaging, they were mangled when I got them out of there. And I, I was I was tweeting, whining on Twitter last night about how I can fix joints a whole lot. For the life of me, I don't know how to bend PVC back into shape when it's really mangled. I've done the boiling water tricks. I've done everything. It bends back into shape. When I wake up the next day, it has remangled itself to some degree. Not as much. You'll probably but it keeps have to heat back. it and then like wedge it between stuff, so that when it when it releases, it'll release the right way. I did that with one of my clamps. And it still started bending backwards. Like, I I don't know if I'm just, like, fundamentally flawed as far as my attempts to do it. But, like, it's just, it's just well, annoying. Cause I, I that can... or depending on how long it's been sitting there, you may have to take it too far the other way. So that when it relaxes, awesome. it comes back to middle. Possibly. Uh, it, it, i got to keep working on it because it's, it's annoying me that I'm, I've gotten, I feel... I'm not trying to brag. It's just I feel I've gotten very proficient at fixing loose joints and toys. And the fact that I can't fix bent plastic PVC parts to anywhere near the same degree of ease, I find very frustrating. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Aaron, did you get anything else on topic this week? On topic? No. All right. Uh, well, I, I'm only, I think I only have like a couple other on topic things. So let's move into a mixture. And, and Aaron, did you get anything off topic this week? Uh, so instead of being at TFCon, I was at the Feast of the Hunter's Moon, which was the 50th anniversary of the Feast of the Hunter's Moon, the 300th anniversary of post Wiatnon, and it was perfect weather for it. Like, the only thing more that I could want would be, like, a couple of, like, a, a foot or more worth of water in the river for all the river shenanigans that we did. Um, and while there, I picked up some trade silver. Oh, nice. Um, they're like little clasp rings. They they look like um, if you've ever seen like a, a, a cloak clasp, like that sort of thing, but much yeah. smaller version um, where the idea is it's just kind of like a little bit of extra silver that's super easy to make but has value. Um, there was a trader that actually had like real filled back rather than cheap stamp stuff. And that was about all that I bought for historical stuff there it was a little bit of food purchases and hiding from the massive crowds oh nice um for a second when you said trade silver i thought it was the stuff where you would melt it down and turn it into like ingots and whatnot no and i was about to ask like do you, are, did you turn to one of those people who has a forge in their backyard but no it sounds like it's different well, that would be cool yeah it seems like a very errand thing when i've seen videos of that yeah, stuff I'm i mean like, this, this is something Aaron would do like like <laughs> The, the house that I have that's, like, out in the country or bordering on that, I have space in the back. I'd have, like, a couple of different style of 3D printers in the house and then just, like, 
a forge in the back just in case I need to go do some smithing. Just making ingots out of literally everything. Yeah. Look, you don't give your aluminum cans to the curb. Give them to you me. Put it in your, you put them in your forge and turn it into some T86. Um, now I can. Well, we're, we'll wait for the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. Um, TJ, uh, I guess he's the only. You said he only got the one on topic thing. Going into off topic, what's something else you got this week? Uh, still, really, still just one thing off topic too. Just All right, a holding pattern. Everything's on the way. It's almost as though a major weather event happened. Almost that messed with the mail. Almost, kinda. Um, I have a Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, nice! Oh, I saw you. Yeah, I saw. I saw on Twitter and on YouTube. You actually. Did you just get one through normal means or did you have to like cut open a goat and and draw sixes all over your walls and whatnot? So uh, the, the classic itself. Um, <laughs> no, no, straight up pre-order. It's weird. Like I saw this haze of bloody red in the, the corner of my vision there for like two seconds. And well, was I just like, how? what time is it? <laughs> how long have I been here? No, the trick. The trick is there's a few people who are like lightning fast with reporting when those things are in stock so oh yeah I was like yeah. your wario 64s and your yeah yeah so i followed one of them and yeah got i got a pre-order at best buy nice and so it was painless basically oh yeah yeah that i mean that's how that's the way to enjoy that thing mm-hmm. the painless process no um extremely happy with it i mean hard not to be so mm-hmm. um Games themselves play just the way I remember. Um, the lineup is fantastic. You got games that are good to pick up and play for like 30 minutes, hour, and then stuff that'll take you all damn day. They got a lot of RPGs in that thing. Uh, four of them and three are by Square. Yeah, like 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 three Square era RPGs and then like Earthbound, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that's like I want to complain that Chrono Trigger's not in there. But to a degree, I certainly can't complain about the RPG content. Mm-hmm. What I decide, what, well, what I decided was that uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna include another one, Secret of Mana's a good choice because Mario RPG has to be in there, and yeah. Final Fantasy VI has to be in there. Yeah, absolutely. So if you put in Chrono Trigger, you're looking at four turn based RPGs, mm-hmm. or you could put in Mana and get a you know uh, an on the spot or an action RPG. Yeah, and no. and this is a weird thing to say, but I feel this way. I think that between FF6 and Chrono Trigger, I think Chrono Trigger is more beloved, but I think when speaking in sheer numbers, maybe more people have fond memories of FF6 from their childhood, whereas Chrono Trigger maybe was not played by as many people, although certainly still tons of people. Well, you also have more name value with Final Fantasy. But yeah, but but also this is like talking about more name, name value between like, you know, an an A plus tier brand and then like an A tier brand. Like it's not like Chrono Trigger's like the little indie on the side or anything. It's, <laughs> well, not, no, it's not like a niche game that no one played like that. Well, well, no, but Final Fantasy always has new games coming out, so it's more in the mar- it's more in the mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, um, like the features they packed in are cool because you can save state in this thing. Mm-hmm. Just handy. Uh, they advertise the rewind feature, which lets you go back in your gameplay to a previous point. Uh, they they advertise it like forty five seconds, yeah. But in the but for the RPGs, it's like four minutes. 
Yeah, because you might just be wading through dialogue. Or wading through dialogue or just like a long stretch of a dungeon that you shouldn't have entered so fast. Yeah. Because I've I've played Final Fantasy VI plenty of times. So I was like, okay, I went to the underground castle way too soon. Get out, get out, get get out. I'm dead. <laughs> um, so those all work really good. Um, controllers feel exactly like they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a little textured now in the plastic, so they're they uh they grip a little better. Yeah. And everything else works quite quite efficiently i did have like one weird issue because they have uh display options for four by three pixel perfect which is what it sounds Mm -hmm. like and then they have a crt mode that gives it the the lines yeah make it look like it's on an old tv uh yeah i did a video of it so i had to hook it up near the computer and i set up a little tv and there it works perfectly you know Mm -hmm. it looks exactly like when i played it as a kid if I put it on the actual TV that I normally do my gaming on, it's 50 inch. It looks terrible. Yeah, CRT mode usually is garbage, but I saw a video of that CRT mode applied to Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's almost necessary for Donkey Kong Country. And it's the first time I've seen a CRT mode have a positive effect, like, ever, and I was really impressed by that. Yeah, so, yeah you usually, yeah, I've never seen a CRT mode, like, even in emulation where it should be impossible to screw up. Yeah, it, it manages to screw up. It's because it's not a CRT TV. So it's like whatever they're doing is an approximation, no matter what happens. But right. yeah. Do- Donkey Kong Country, the way that those sprites were done, they look real rough if you don't have that layer of smoothing over them. Yeah. So I, I was just really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing about that SNES class is aside from availability issues, whatever they may be. The only thing physically about that thing that kind of bummed me out was that it didn't have controller ports on the front. It has a panel you have to pull down. Yeah. And it, that only surprised me because I'm like, this feels like something that should have been settled like before this was physically made. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it kind of in a way it was like the NES classic didn't do that. It just had the two ports. But those, yeah. those ports were similar enough to how like a normal NES controller plug looked, I guess. I guess I, I just I, yeah. the part the part where you have to open a panel to get to the controller ports on something where I imagine if you are actually playing it, you'll just have the controllers plugged in. Like, I don't know. It just felt it felt like a really weird thing that doesn't even have a retro application. Well, yeah, if you want, if, if it's just there on display, then I can see why. It's I like, guess I, but... that's the only. But yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I, I was just really that I found that. Of, of like even the reset button being a thing you have to lean forward and press like I heard a pretty good take on that of like that is part of the nostalgic experience this thing is providing mm-hmm. and I can I can dig that even if I would prefer to be able to do that without leaning forward and pushing the box like I get that so that's why it's just that is the one thing about that little box that I would hold as like a real major critique for me is like I just I just don't get it and I feel like it was almost like someone forgot to drill holes in and they already made them <laughs> it's like I don't know make the panel come off <laughs> uh because that thing looks great um and it, it seems like it also is not a nightmare to get a hold of which is good to hear yeah they did say they were make they made it very very clear that they are continuing to make them there will be another wave released i believe in the next few weeks so well yeah. before christmas well and in, in toronto which is a big city like a friend of mine was able to walk into an eb and uh, granted in the morning but he's able to walk into an eb and buy one 
and it wasn't a task. It wasn't like get up at five, six in the morning and, you know, stand in line the whole time. So right. something yeah. good happened there. And that's that's it's very positive because like, man, like all the all the press around the rarity of those classic systems is the most off putting thing I've I've it is the most off putting thing mm-hmm. about them. It's mm-hmm. the whole like get ready for the nightmare. It's like, what yeah. if I just don't don't get ready and I ignore it? <laughs> yeah, it was almost a case where, um, like, I'm kind of interested in it, but there's it'd only be like Star Fox Two that I really want to play off of that because right. I've either have a lot of those games on an NES that I could go and get and play if I wanted to, or on Virtual Console or on my 3DS that are all kind of better ways maybe to play that than this thing. And I had somebody in town that was like, oh crap, they've got three of them at this GameStop or whatever. And I was like, ah, no, what, wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to do this thing. Um, no, I'm good. Oh, you sure? I can tell them. To, I'm like, no, no, I don't. I want it because it's the thing that I'm supposed to want. Not necessarily. Yeah, me, uh, me and uh, me and Ian Hard returned. We were traveling together to TFCon DC on launch day of the SNES Classic. And mm-hmm. it turns out we both had that moment of like, what if I get up an extra hour early and just stop somewhere on the way to the airport and get a SNES Classic and then play it in the hotel? And then we were both we both had the moment of like, that'd be a real dumb way to spend time at a hotel at a convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that'd be a dumb way to drop 100 canadian plus tax before getting to a transformers convention but it was tempting um yeah it's 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 still on my on my radar uh the game selection looks yeah. great like like yeah. really all my only problems with the game selection are super petty like it's stuff like i i think x1 is my least favorite of the x games so i'm i'm the least interested to play snes x1 but meanwhile it is my favorite so yeah, yeah, you know, and and and, and, and it'd that be is... a thing. It'd be a thing in a line like that to have two or three. Yeah, because well, that, that's one reason why uh, there's so many RPGs on there. Because like primarily, the Super Nintendo was known for platformers and RPGs. Right. Yeah. So you do have to have a strong number of them, but that does mean a bunch get left off. You know, people want Earthworm Jim or Mega Man Seven, and it's like, but you've already got some of the best ones that they had. And if you can only have one, especially because the X, like the X series, is so representative of the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're only going to have one X game, it kind of has to be X one because otherwise you're throwing people into the middle of you know not the deepest story, but you're throwing people in the middle of what was a narrative Mega Man mm-hmm. series. Yeah, yeah uh, we all, we have all of Zero's parts. Come get him. Like who? It's like yeah. Pardon me. What's this? <laughs> I also found it's like it's also like one of the, it's also the best selling of the three for the Super Nintendo, so that plays into it yeah. too. And, and also, I am completely biased because I I played the hell out of Maverick Hunter X on the PSP. Wow. And so to me, like Maverick Hunter X is X one now, and so I, I I get frustrated when I play normal X one because I'm like I'm like I want I want the Penguin dude to yell stuff when I show up to fight him and etc. <laughs> Where's vile mode? Like, uh. Oh, very cool. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you're able to get a hold of one without much trouble. Yeah. Um, I've got two more things to talk about from TFCon, and I'll talk about another art one first. Uh, when I bought the Grimlock, I also got another piece of, uh, of I would call it art. This is by Arts Rachel, uh, who I've, I've interviewed before. Uh, she made some scraplets, and I saw that she was going to be carrying them around, and I was like, I need me one of those. Uh, so I got me one of those. There's a photo of it on my shoulder. Uh, the way it's on my shoulder is that scraplet. It's got like bendy wire limbs 
uh, with like foam, I think, or at least a, a soft material making most of the body. But then you can see in the in that first link as well, he's got two rare earth magnets on his butt. And so the way he sticks in your shoulder is you take you slide off one of the magnets, put him down and put the other magnet under your your shirt. And that holds him onto your sleeve or onto your shoulder or whatever. Uh, and it, it's a really cool little piece. The only problem is he's a lot of his his uh, the parts of him that are glued like the magnets, they're hot glued. And those magnets are ridiculously powerful. Mm-hmm. So in trying to remove him from my shoulder, I cracked some of the hot glue. So when I got him back home, I just like peeled back what had cracked and I put some super glue underneath uh, to reinforce him. And he's fine now. Um, it's it's a great piece. I'm kind uh, of surprised I, they wouldn't go for a super glue or a, like a two stage epoxy over I think, hot I th- glue. I think Rachel was working with what she had. Basically, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, also, like I got one with an open mouth. So he has a magnet inside his mouth. Uh, you can see in the first link, an open mouth one on the right. So you can like stick metal things into his mouth and they'll hold there. Uh, so I, I think it's super it's super cool. It's a fun little thing. The magnets and the, the, the wire bendy stuff gives him some some playability even, which I love in a little piece of art like that. Uh And, and the, the shot of him on my shoulder like that, that really, I think, is the seller for that thing. Like, that's just cool. So I wanted to give that shout out to Rachel Cook. That was a, a really cool idea. And walking around uh, selling them under under the the notion of adopting scraplets, I think, was a, a really fun way to do that. Uh, but yeah, the hot the hot glue part, I think she mentioned to me when I bought it, she was like, these magnets are way the hell more powerful than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> so you, they're, they're very hard to peel apart, like you have to slide them. Uh. I also I also said that I, I needed to buy one because I had just recently gotten this habit of power drilling things and putting magnets into them, so it felt thematic to my life at this at this time. Uh, the other thing I got just to finish off my own what we got is at TFCon DC. Aaron, you'll be proud of me. I bought Nitro Zeus. Yay! Uh, so I made him a necklace and it works. I saw. I have a gold chain on my Nitro Zeus and he is perfect now. I uh, I tightened I, I put what I did is a uh, because he also had all the nitro nitro Zeus problems like the jiggly uh, head connection, mm-hmm. so I pulled his head out and I basically just I have I have a brush on super glue so I brushed on a thin layer of super glue on either side of the of the neck plug okay uh, and I used some pliers to bend the neck socket together a little bit more because I think it was a bit it was a little warped from from being packaged with the head installed okay and uh, now his head holds on super firm. So now I just need to fix those swivel bits that his shoulder pods, his wings are on, because mm-hmm. when you fold those up, they do fall off real easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that toy a lot. Doubly so with the with the necklace. Uh, the transformation is really friggin' cool. The instructions are complete garbage. Yes. Well, like I said, like, when I talked about mine, with the way that his, like, shoulders bend, like the shoulder platform flips forward and then back i had no idea what the heck that was trying to show me to the point where i had pulled it out and was sitting there messing with it and then finally was like wait a second i see a pin driven here what's that doing oh it connects to this thing back here well that's weird how's that supposed to move oh like that oh okay oh all of this makes sense now thanks horrible crappy dim grayscale of the whole friggin robot pictures well, even worse to me, because it's a subtle thing, is one of his both his shoulder pads can fold outwards, right? Mm-hmm. One of them needs to fold outwards. Oh, yeah. The other does not. You cannot 
tell which one is doing what in the instructions. Mm-hmm. And my god, those instructions suck. Like the I I got I got in a yelling fit, fit about this during the why we collect panel because Bolt Matrix brought up instruction quality as a subjective quality. Uh, and I was like, no, you're right. Also, let's talk about how because it, 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 first it was Hasbro instructions suck, but then I was like, but also most third party instructions suck. And it became, why does everyone suck at making instructions? There are, it, it is a, it is a rare moment of joy in 2017 to get a toy where the instructions actually feel universally helpful, even on masterpiece toys, even on high end Bandai toys. They don't communicate stuff very well, and I'm doing it now. I'm starting to yell, so I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those instructions were garbo. Uh, but that toy is great. Uh, and I, I'm I'm really happy about about picking them up. Um, I actually have one more thing I can talk about, but I'm gonna actually no, I'm gonna save that one. I talked about a lot. So, uh, Aaron, is there anything else on your end you wanted to talk about? Um, I actually while list, while uh, recording this podcast, finally got my uh, ticket information for my trip to Las Vegas for the unrivaled you... tournament, and they spelled my the name dirt... wrong. How? A R O N. Which I've already have emails out to try and fix it because I can see that making trying to pick up the tickets super friggin' awkward. Yeah. Like, no, there's a ticket here for an A-A-R-O-N, or for an A-R-O-N, not an A-A-R-O-N. You're boned! I, I thought for a second you were going to say during my uh, this this podcast you had bought and somehow received that Sikorsky Vortex. No, <laughs> I, no. Although, like, although how we how we joked about like how bad they are about like hey you didn't mean to to like go away did you? No, I've gotten two emails about it <laughs> already. <laughs> hey, we noticed we le- you left this in your mailbox. Are you sure you don't want to buy it? It's like yeah, I'm sure I don't want to buy it because I didn't buy it. Excellent. So go away. Oh, you sure? You sure? No, just. Leave me alone. Nope, nope. That's that's you're gonna get email. Also, you're gonna get emails going. Like, hey, we have a, a robot in stock, and since you had a robot in your cart once, maybe we'd yeah. like to. You'd like to know. Uh, hey, have you heard of these right. cool things called transformers? Who? Uh, well, TJ, you said that uh, that's all that you got this week as well. Uh huh. All right, then I, I think we're, we we hit the end of this one. So before we we close up completely, I just want to throw out there. Uh, I have posted the two roundtable podcast roundtables from TFCon DC. And uh, if you haven't listened to them, go check them out. Uh, They were real fun to do. We had a lot of podcasts on there. And uh, Aaron, you were on the the first time we had done one of those at Chicago when Transmissions was heading it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and me and Yoshi, we, we and everyone else took as many lessons from that as possible. We had the tables pulled in to form a V. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I specifically asked as much as possible, please, if you're from the same podcast, endeavor to not sit next to each other. And we pulled that off. There were more RFC people there than they, anyone else. So we had to pretend that Headmaster Don was with. We basically said, well, he's on TF YLP as well. So he's going to represent them. That way, there's no no people from the same show sitting next to each other. And it was great. Uh, both, both, both panels, I think went really well. We had some good raffles on the Sunday, uh, even though I forgot to get raffle tickets and spent half the panel making raffle tickets while talking. Uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So please check them out if you haven't already. And, uh, there should be video there. Someone has a video up of the Sunday one. 
according to the Discord chat I was reading. And uh, my own video for the Friday one will be up once I get the footage from uh, from Evan, because I only have the first half of it on my DSLR, because DSLRs. And uh, yeah, uh, drop a comment uh, if you have any other suggestions for those panels. I felt like they moved pretty pretty decently. I think that the big screw-up we had was the Sunday one felt like it was ending really well, it was real strong. Ended the panel, and then while I was packing up, I was like, we never actually did any audience Q&A on this Sunday one. Uh, so I wanted to apologize also if you were there Sunday and didn't get a chance to, to do any Q&A stuff. You should but feel even is... worse than you do now. I feel... Oh, man. My human partner has now reminded me <laughs> of my of my folly, and I wonder, will I ever truly understand the Earthlings? No, you won't. The, fl the flesh things, the meat bags... Will I ever understand what it is to be alive? Uh, no, I seem to remember commercials where Tommy Lee Jones went through something very similar. I love Boss Coffee. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.